grab a drink, and get comfortable because the real hooligans are about to drop some movie knowledge on your ass. And now, here's Tim and David. All right, hooligans, welcome back. Another episode of Real Hooligans. The boys, David Kane and Tim English. Say hi to that. The boys. The boys. Yeah, Tim. I know, man. You're I was so, just like, so clever. how could I work that in? I bet there's a way. Um, yeah. The boys here to talk about the boys. And maybe someday when we get past, you know, freaking out about being around people. Or we can start plugging people in through Zoom or some shit. You know, like, this would have been the perfect conversation to have with Alan. Um, with you, Alan. Old Alan rap. I miss Alan. It's been so long since I've seen Alan. Yeah. So, how does that tell you? Our, our 2020, man. Very short Twitter interactions uh, is all I get of Alan these yeah. days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every now and then, he, yeah, he, he tags me on something or he send, tags me on something on Instagram about Ahsoka Tano or uh, something. So, anyways, all right. So, the boys. The boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the boys. The boys is on Amazon, right? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Season one and season two. Season two just finished up. Um, I'm caught up. You're caught up. I just caught. I just watched all of it though. You watched the first season last year. Yes, I was on board from day one. And I just didn't have Amazon Prime then, so it was just like I think at the time I was like, "Fuck, I don't need to fuck with the." Another service. Yeah, I'm not ready for all these streaming services yet. Here I am a year later. With I think I've I think I've added like four this year. Where I've added Amazon, Peacock, HBO, Disney. No, that was last year. Oh yeah, oh, I was gonna say Disney, but yeah, CBS that was All Access. You do that one. I I've had I've had it before, and I just didn't watch it. So I think I let it, let it end. Kudobi is that a thing? I don't have any of that crap. Got Netflix and Hulu. Whatever. Anyway, so we're going to talk about The Boys. Created by Eric Kripke, but this is based on a comic book, a graphic yes. novel. What is it? The Boys. Is, what is it? I mean, is it is it a comic? Is it a graphic it's novel? It's a graphic novel. Does it Garth matter? Ennis. Gotcha. Okay. Garth Ennis. Okay. Why don't you talk about Garth Ennis? One of my favorites. He's your homie. Let's talk um, about him. He um, really... Rose to fame with with his take on the Punisher. Um, some of my favorite Punisher books um, are are Garth Ennis. He's wildly creative, um, as you see in this show. He is um, so dark. I mean, there's just some really dark corners that he is not afraid to go into, um, and it usually ends up with some very bad outcomes for, for the bad guys. Well, he's Irish, so he's got that going for him. Yeah, right. Um, the pre- or Preacher is another one of his. Judge yes. Dredd. These are his stuff Writing he's worked credits. on. credits. Yep. Gotcha. Cool, man. So, um, yeah, so did you did you read this novel? I did not. Not prior to this show kicking off. Have you since? Uh, bits and pieces. Okay. I've started it. And okay. Just, I'm lazy. Okay, so Eric Kripke created Supernatural. Did he? Yeah. And he was the showrunner of that for the first five years, which 
is when the show was at its best. I mean, the show's been on for 15 fucking years. Haven't you watched every one of them? Just about. We've, we, we, we chilled out for a while and then got caught up and then we're behind. We're trying to get, we're on the last season. We're just not caught up. And then it's, but it's back to airing now because it got stuck, you know, it got uh, put off because of COVID earlier this year. Um, but he's, he's another very creative person. So a supernatural one of his at his best really is pretty good, man. I mean, when it's them hunting monsters, I mean, cause it, it taps into a lot of, uh, legends and lore and, spins them in new ways, which is a lot of what this is doing. It's taking the superhero canon that we, we've come to, that's just become such a, an ingrained part of American culture. Yes. And kind of just cracked its head open. And, and got it all over Huey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just kind of let come out whatever comes out. So, it, you know, obviously it's a very grown-up take on superheroes. Um, very grown-up, very violent, very bloody, very... It's graphic. Yeah, very graphic. In hilarious and shocking ways yeah. all the time. I mean, it starts off with... Um, Huey's girlfriend. Right. Uh, yeah, go, I'll, let, I'll let you go, go for it. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's, it gets started right away. It's so beautiful and touching the way this show starts. And and I, I said this to you, it's one of the best five minutes, opening five minutes of a TV show that you can ever think of. Um, Huey and, and his girl are just having delightful conversations, talking about the future, you know, she's trying to convince him that, you know, you're worth something. Go get this raise from your boss. You know, uh, d- there's just love all around. There's beautiful, beautiful love. And um, they're standing on a on a street corner having a conversation. And she steps one step off the curb. Oh and man. I mean, it is one step off the curb. And a train runs right through that bitch and explodes her. Oh. She explodes. Explodes. <laughs> she explodes. And and the and fir- it's then that you realize that another person ran through her. Yes. As she Huey explodes, stands there, she explodes like a fucking water balloon. And Huey's left holding her arms. I mean, it's basically <laughs> just her hands and right. and and up to her forearms. He's just holding these things. He's covered <laughs> in parts of her. Right. And uh, A-Train, the, the super speedster in the seven, just kind of looks over his shoulder at Huey like, oh, man, my bad. Oops. And sorry, then takes sorry off. Sorry about that, bro. Yeah, he's gone. He disappears. A-Train is gone. And Huey, for the first of many times, is left standing covered in another person's innards. Okay, now let's talk about Huey Campbell. Let's talk about Huey. Played by Jack Quaid. The incomparable. Which, okay, I think, here's the deal. I think if you looked at him and I said, who are his parents? I think, A, you might figure out who his parents are. Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Sure. He looks like Dennis Quaid. He makes facial expressions like both of them. Though, I mean, sometimes yeah. it's like he, you can totally see Meg. 
you know, that quirky, you know, side. But then, you know, he, you know, sometimes he scowls or just, you know, the way he grimaces, the way, you know, and he looks like his dad. Um, I also thought that he looked like the love child of, oh, I'll have to think. Let me, let me get back to that one. I, I just dropped it. Okay, so. Leave us hanging, Tim. I will. It, it's, it's stupid. So anyway, let's move on. Um, all right, so Jack Quaid plays Huey Campbell, and he becomes our, our introduction to the world of the soups. We're going to be kind of like where the, the audience on the outside looking in as he is pulled into this world because of this freak accident. His dad, played by Simon, Simon Pegg, which blew my mind because he has an American accent. I just don't think I've ever heard it or I remember it. And I found it very off-putting. Yes, <laughs> just, it doesn't just, fit. Just in a way where it's just like, that's weird. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's like, is that Simon Pegg? <laughs> like, it looks like it. Let me squint. That's, that's him. It doesn't sound like him, though. Anyways, uh, so he's his dad. And uh, Huey wants to, uh, he wants justice for what happened. Yes. To his to his fiance. That was yes. wasn't his, uh, they were fiancés. So um and so I think this is about when we meet uh then we meet this is about when we meet Billy, right? Yeah. So let's talk about the boys. Okay. No, no, no. Let's just let's just let's talk about the world of the soups real quick. Let's introduce the soups. Okay. Okay. How about Homelander? Superman. He, he is yeah, he's Superman, he's Captain America, he's He's the face of the soups. Now, the soups are people that have, they're, they're superheroes who are now recognized by society. Um, they've been around long enough that they're literally, they're, they're in the movies about them. You know, um, they're, they're, they're part of campaign, marketing campaigns and. They have been. Endorsements and. Run over by corporate America. Yeah. And are essentially. Superhero is now big business. They're, they're, it, it is the big business. It, it, it's like in Avengers when they when they did the Aco- the Sokova Accords. Uh-huh. It was like if that would have been developed into like okay, now that we own you guys and you do what we say, now you each have to have a brand and yes. And they went through and just started branding everybody and here's making sure everybody, yeah here, here your, here's your Twitter handle and you know that you got to make appearances on Leno every now and then and. Um, did I just say fucking Leno? Yes. <laughs> I, I was not going to stop you. He's the worst. All right. So, anyways. So, maybe that's why. Because he's the worst. Anyway. Okay. So, um, now Huey wants to expose uh, A-Train for what he did. And he, he's kind of... Oh, no, no, no. Let's get back to the soup. So, we have... Who did we just say? We have the seven. Homelander. Who's he played by? The seven. Anthony Starr. Anthony Starr. There we go. Incredible. He's great. He's he's a jaded Superman. Okay. In every sense of the word. We have A Train, who's a speedster. He's the Flash. Sure. And then we have the Deep, who is a a douchey Aquaman. He's he's the best and worst of this show. So great. He's so he's just the worst character, but he's the best at being the worst character. I mean, it's the point of him is being everybody just kind of thinks he's the worst. So he talks to fish, and it comes off as an asshole when he does it. Yeah, 
I mean, he really sets the the stage for himself with his prank on uh, on Star Girl. Right. Oh, when yeah. So yeah, he. He's yeah. just an awful person, yeah. and bad things happen to him, and it's great. It's yeah. so wonderful to watch bad things happen to Aquaman. Right. <laughs> and I instantly thought of you when I was introduced to this character and how much you hated Aquaman and what a stupid character. You're always he's like, he's stupid. So What's the so whole fucking dumb. point of him? <laughs> so dumb. Um, so anyway, and he's played by, do you know this kid's name? Chase uh, Crawford. Chase Crawford. There you go. <coughs> um, really entertaining. Okay, so, all right. Then we got... Mm-mm-mm. Let's go with, uh, how about Starlight? Erin Moriarty? She's just delightful. Yeah. So she is kind of the hometown girl that's gone on to become a superhero. She's yeah, she's like a weird, different version than everyone else, though. I mean, w- most everybody else we see is entrenched in this already. Um they're the big stars. Right. Um, and she is not. She is a girl from Iowa, um, super religious, um, does the whole superhero pageants that are apparently a thing for kids to do <laughs> when you're a superhero. Um, you know, the mom that is an absolute um, showbiz mom, kind of, you know, that. Yeah. Stereotype of, of there's probably a reality show for yes. superhero moms, I imagine, yes. on, in that world. And so, um, and, and and she sent in an audition tape because she wants to to be part of the seven. Right, the seven. It's kind of like the Justice League. Yeah. Essentially, you're in this exclusive. You're the the core members of the, the core members of the face of the superhero community. Um, so she's being kind of in, in, inducted into. She has been accepted She's, as yeah. the next member of the Seven. So that gives you... And then we have... Queen Maeve. Queen Maeve, who's kind of like Wonder Woman, I guess. Yeah. She dresses kind of Amazonian, I guess, in that way. Yes, molded in, in that sense. But she's essentially, uh, you know, basically the same as Homelander, but a very goes in a very different direction than Homelander. Um, she's not amused by all of this. Um, it's definitely just a job to her, and she strives to have a private life outside of all of this. Yeah. And she sees uh, that the, the, they're actually more bad to what they're doing oh, yeah. than there is good. And it's wearing on her. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. Then we have Black Noir, who's kind of like Snake Eyes. <laughs> literally, that's literally what I was going to call. It's like Snake Eyes on on steroids. I don't know. And I know in the in the comic he is like a Homelander clone, and he's different in this. He's just kind of mysterious. Doesn't talk. Shows up. Fucks shit up. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> he you usually, do not want to be on the receiving end of Black Noir. He usually leaves a severe wake of destruction in his path. Um, who's that give us? 
Because they give us six of them. And then we have uh, Translucent. Yeah. He's for, for a little bit. <laughs> an invisible man. And he is, yeah. He, uh, let's see, how does he gets into a... Uh, all right. Well, let's not get back to that. All right. Okay, so that takes care of the their superheroes. So it's like we're meeting these people, and some of them are are good people who have gone bad, so some are bad people who are just pretending to be good. Yeah. Just for the money and the fame and the entitlement that the positions. And then you have, like, Homelander, who's just... Feed my ego. Right. Now, through the course of the first season... They find out Huey and and the boys. Oh, let's talk about the boys. Now we'll yeah, talk let's about let's cover the boys. All right, Billy Butcher is Carl is played by Carl Urban. How do you feel about Carl Urban? I love Carl Urban, dude. I've liked Carl Urban since Lord of the Rings. He had like a small part as Aomir, but I remember like he was like, well, I had read the books, and I was like, oh, dude, yeah. like I plays Aomir. He seems like he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, and it was just like ever since then. I've always liked him. I loved him as McCoy in the Star Trek movies. Yes. Um, Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Well, I was going to bring up Judge Dredd, which I don't like Judge Dredd Ooh, as much yeah. as everybody else, was, man. Everybody seems to really love... What, is, what are your thoughts on it? First chance to work with Ennis, who yeah. was on, on Dredd. So yeah. I guess... Th- in that sense, I'm I'm happy that they got to work together because sure. it probably led to to sure. let's get him for this. Sure, I just I would totally watch another movie of him as Dread, just not that one. But the better story, I just yeah. the, the story, I just uh, anyway, we don't have to get into how dumb. I just kind of was like, eh, I don't get it. What everybody loves about this, um, but yes, Carl Urban, I, I think he's great, man. He gets to have some of the best dialogue. In this show, and I think it's just because he's Carl Urban, and they like to hear him say things, and it's so great. Some of his one-line responses, um, it, the Spice Girls story, <laughs> you know, it's it's he just gets to have a lot of fun just because of the way his character is built. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy that doesn't give a fuck about anyone, but you know he does. Fucking clones. Yeah, uh, he had his wife. Was he thinks raped and killed by Homelander? Homelander. And that's his, that, his beef. His, that's his, his whole thing. Yeah, he, yeah. His thing is he wants to expose Homelander, even though it seems like a, we've kind of learned he's had chances and just kind of not taken them in the past. And yeah. so, uh, but anyways, all right. So we got we got Carl Urban playing Billy Butcher, and he's amazing. And then we have, let's talk about your boy, Frenchie. Frenchie. Tomer Capone. Capone. He's great. Absolutely my favorite of the group. Yeah. Frenchie is, um, he's diabolical, but yet he is just such a sweet individual. Um, when as we watch him develop and and they give his character some growth, mm-hmm. um, his background story of where he came from and why he is who he is, um, it's it's heartfelt. Um, but he's so goddamn funny. His yeah. little French things that he says and his just little French tiny voice. 
Um, and at the same time, this guy that you're just so drawn into because of the way he sounds and, and the way he looks. And then he comes up with an idea of, you know, let's put f C4 up someone's butt and <laughs> blow him up. You know, that's awesome. I love you, Frenchie. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty great. Um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about him, his his development here in a few. Uh, and then we got Mother's Milk, M.M., played by Laz Alonzo. Also gets kind of drawn in because of his past devotion to Billy and just the fact that he's just the kind of dude that, well, when my boys need me, I'm going to help. Even though Reluctantly. Put, even though it puts him in a shitty position, he loses his family for, jeez, First through the first two seasons, yeah, yeah. So, um, and all these guys have like previous connection working for a government agency. Yes. Yeah, that's black shadowy figure, right? So the they've all kind of been through some shit before, and they're all kind of coming back together here. Um, and Huey is kind of pulled in with them um, through. The murder of Translucent. <laughs> <laughs> and he realized, and it, it, this is, you know, where you realize that, yeah, Huey's going to have stuff on him a lot. So, all right. So you have these good guys who are the boys and the bad guys who are the heroes, the superheroes. Can we talk about the... the the leader of Vought. Yes. Who, who's pulling the strings? That's that's here where I was. Vought. That's where I was going next with uh with Miss Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue coming back into the spotlight big time. Yeah, it's nice to see her. I actually miss her already, but um, she plays Madeline Stillwell. She is in charge of Vought. Vought is like Shield if it was a corporation. Shield yes, is the essentially they are they are producing. Superheroes. If the Legion of Doom was well funded. Right. And this is what we learned that Vought has been creating and building superheroes from not since birth necessarily, but when kids are young. They're they're, they're babies. They're, they're, they're injecting them with the uh well, I can't think of what that the serum. No the serum. I can't think of what that There's crap. always a serum. Yeah. So and this is something that, you know, is explored throughout the first two seasons, um, that these people aren't born, they're created, and they're... They got the Captain America treatment yeah. is essentially what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and almost all of them are, you know, are kids who their parents donated them or... Yeah, signed the up for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the process. That's what we, we learned that Starlight right. is, is one of the... She discovers that that's... Essentially, what happened to her, unbeknownst to her. Right. Um, then you have people like Homelander that find out he was just kind of never. He never had parents. He was basically he was raised in a lab. Yeah. He was like turned at birth. Uh, you know, like yeah. right after he was born. So he was like literally born for the program. Um. So yeah. So it, you know, and then and then so you have the boys, all have their personal agendas against soups. Soups, all pretending to be heroes, but they all have their own fucked up problems. And then the government agency that's covering up for their bullshit. And they all just all collide in this big, violent, bloody, fucking chaotic mess that's hilariously awesome to watch. 
at um, every turn. Right. Um, now, okay, so where do you want to go? We've got two seasons. And we've kind of covered the general sweep of it. I mean, you know, watch the show. I'm not, we're, you know, I don't want to sit here and. I'm not giving you all the. Yeah, because. The fun but, details. Yeah, it, it is. You know, I, I could tell you everything that happens in a show like Ted Lasso or The Office, but. And w- watching it's not going to. You know, you're still going to watch it and experience it and, and enjoy it. But, there, you know, this is a show where it is just like you have to learn things the way the characters learn it. So yes. we're not, we're not going to get into spoilers here. or too many of them. Um, because I want you to watch it and have fun with it. Um, what have been our what, favorite character? Who do you like? Who's the mo- who's been the most fun character to watch you for, for you for two years for two seasons? Um, that is probably the toughest question you could have asked me, because this is one of those shows where stories aren't boring. There aren't characters where you're like. Good God, I want this to end. Please get past this so I can get on to watching somebody else that I really like. I really enjoy all of these characters. Um, we've said Frenchie is is amazing. Um, yeah, so let's talk about uh, Kimiko. Oh, yes. Okay, so Kimiko is a character that uh, comes in um, that they find on one of their crazy adventures that appears to be this violent, what is she, Vietnamese. Yes. She's they from. F- they find her in a cage. Yeah. And they they're warned don't don't open that cage, and they do. And uh, you, know, you always got to push the red button, man. Yes. I mean. But immediately, Frenchie bonds with this girl. There is a connection between the two of them. Um, she doesn't speak, and so he's constantly trying to draw her out and get her to open up. And she's very resisting he, of it. He sees that she's been treated like an animal and, for, and forced to do, you know, become yes. what she's she's become. And he's trying to find that human side of her again. And that's a lot of kind of what, you know, is going on with a lot of these characters. You know, some of them are trying, you know, like Homelander, trying to figure out if he has a human side even. You know, which I think is, a, a, is fun to watch with a character like that because... He's such a piece of shit. He has like no redeeming qualities, but yet there are moments where you can see that he's trying to f- figure out why am I? Yes. Why am I me? Why am I? Why? Why is this? You know. Um, but then he usually takes piss on it and does his own thing. Yeah. Sure. Blow some people up or something. Um, all right, so yeah, Kimiko. Yeah, I, I love the relationship between Kimiko and Frenchie. We talked about their, you know, his his development as the show has gone on. Um, the Deep's relationship with his sea life friends. Oh yes, is a I I I did not expect them to explore. The deep and his ocean friends, the way that they have. I mean, he has honest connections to these animals, and and th- oh, just the way that they bring those out and let let uh, Aquaman express his love for and the way characters react to him. They're just yes, like, dude, you're fucking animals. <laughs> Nobody gives like a shit. 
And uh, let's see, how about Giancarlo Esposito popping up in this show? He kind of takes over in the second season um, as the leader of Vought. And, uh, man, all I can think is, like, that dude has a good agent. And he obviously was like, you know what I need to do? I need to tap in with these dudes where I can start going around to, like, conventions and signing autographs. He's like, get me in that Star Wars shit. Get me in some. Uh, get me in some comic book shit. I don't give a fuck what it is. Something fucking good. You know, it's work. Uh, yeah, man. Does he not play just the perfect, intelligent asshole? Yeah, he's great, dude. Uh, he was great on Breaking Bad. You know, he, he's the one that he's the one that figures the fucking plot out in Usual Suspects. You know? Yeah. So, no, he's great. <clears throat> um, really enjoying his character, yeah. So, uh, what else we got from the boys here? What do you, what do you want to talk about? We don't want to get too spoilery, we said, so. Can we talk about um, Ashley? Ashley Barrett, played by Colby Minifree. Yeah, let's talk about her. Uh she is, she plays, like, the assistant to Madeline Stilwell, in a sense. She starts out that way and yeah. then gets promoted. But she is the... It's her job to make sure the that PR all... team, yeah, she's I guess. Yeah, supposed to make sure everybody that shows up for their events, acting the way they're supposed to act. Yeah, She's the one throwing out the cue numbers and yeah. all of that whatever marketing stuff. Um, but played so, so well. Um, another character that she doesn't do a whole lot for the story. You know, she's just kind of there to facilitate no, other things. No, she never has happens. like her own storyline or anything. No. Outside of just kind of being involved in somebody else. Yeah, she's constantly there, uh, the provider of information. Um, but man, did they write her in such a way that even though I don't care about what happens to her character, I'm happy to see her in a scene. I know she's going to bring something um, pretty amusing to it. Looking at her filmography, she's in Fear of the Walking Dead. Pass. I wouldn't know because I don't even watch The Walking Dead anymore. I'm thinking of ending things, which I've seen. Have you watched that yet? I have not. Holy shit, dude. Yeah? Yeah. Do I need to jump on that? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. It's fucked up. It's one of those movies you're just like, what the hell am I watching? But it's at least a movie that even if it doesn't make sense, it makes sense. You can make it make sense. Like, it, you can find your own meaning in it. All right. Um. She's also in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I have not seen either. Okay. Yes, she's great, though. She kind of plays, uh, yeah, she's like the PR chick, and she's just constantly getting, you know, walked over by all these people. But in a way where, you know, it's there's really nothing she can do about most of it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is kind of what's kind of great about her. But she plays the hell out of the part. Um, all right. So, you know, obviously, and then one of the uh, driving 
stories throughout this. We talked about um, Starlight is her relationship with Huey. Yes. They meet early on, and he doesn't in- initially know who she is. Right? No. And yeah. And then, you know, obviously the boys are like, oh, you know her, so, you know... They use him to kind of get to her and to get, to, you know, information about the serum, blah, blah, blah. She finds out. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of like the little the driving love story of this, if you really can get at that. As close as it's going to come. Right. And it's, you know, in the boys kind of way. It's a fucked up story. Yes. <laughs> they have a fucked up relationship. And Aren't uh, all relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do appreciate. I do like the way that she's kind of gotten involved with the team as the second season developed. Um, the way she's incorporated it makes for some fun. Her and and Billy have a lot of really good scenes together and some fun yes. interactions that make for you know. I mean, it, he's just so great. Uh, it's fun for him to see him getting a role like this where he can just be in, as big and brash as he is. Yes. Because he's also got such, like, the character does have, like, such a good heart. Which you realize that as uh, the story's developed with his wife. My cat messing with you? Your cat <laughs> jumped up here but got her claws all stuck in the couch. Oh, yeah, she does it. And she's, couldn't, couldn't she's move. Done. Come on, darling. You're all right, good cat. Um. Yeah. So as the story un- un- unfolds, and you learn more about his wife and what happened and what really happened, and we meet the boy that's the home Homelander's son. Which, ca- which I mean, that's a pretty big spoiler, Tim. Well, it, it is, but just watch the show. We won't go too much <laughs> into it. But you know, and that ca- you know Let's that that right kind of changes you know a lot a lot of stuff that happens like throughout the second season. Um. You know, it's it's getting, you know, that, that that heart that comes from Billy, even though he just wants to be, he wants to be the piece of shit because he doesn't want to feel any connection to some of these people. Sure. So even as, as his relationships developed with Huey and even Starlight, somebody that is one of these people, you know, we talk about chemistry, you know, we talked about chemistry a lot in the Ted Lasso show. Um, and that's obviously a huge help here. In a show that I think, relies a lot on those explosive moments, the shocking moments, you know. That's where you're drawing the fanboys in. But where you're keeping people is in the writing and the characters. Absolutely. You know, the, the character interactions. And it's and all there. And I told you when I was getting caught up, I was like, I was like, I'm waiting for some moments to happen. And those finally started happening for me, you know. some I finally started getting, you know, not necessarily backstory, but it's like characters can only be assholes to each other for so long before I'm like, I need something different between you guys. Yes. In order for this to work. I need to know, you know why. It is, it's fun. You know, watching him always, you know, watching Billy always punch Huey. It's fun, you know, but I need to know that there's something underneath, you know, and a reason he's doing this. It just can't be, well, because it's funny. When I write it, it's funny. When you read it, it's funny. When, you know, it's like, because that's that's the Zack Snyder way. Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm Absolutely. saying. It's like I, 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 it doesn't have to be deep for me, 
You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I need character development. Give That's me a reason to care about yeah, these people. Right. I mean, is, is there a reason I should care about Billy being a piece of shit all the yeah. time? When one of these individuals dies, why am I going to care about it? You need to give me a reason to say that when so-and-so gets exploded, I, I need to know why I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel sad about that. Yep, and there's also been a lot of great cameos along the way. Um, old boy from Sixth Sense. Haley Joel Osment. Yes, holy shit. Yes, he does make a, oh a, my God. a good appearance. Uh, you know, there's just, uh, there's just so many great moments in there with characters. Patton Oswalt Patton has a nice <laughs> moment. Yeah, because um, of course he does, man. Patton Oswalt just gets involved. He's just another one that's like, hey, I'm a nerd. Can I get in on this? Like, what do you got? Superheroes? Star Wars over here? What's, what you got? What you got? I'll get in on that. Um, it's a show that doesn't... It, it really does start to find a nice balance between those crazy moments and some humanizing moments. You but, know? but they are not going to let you forget at any point in time, we're going to do some fucked up shit. Yeah, it's always... You know, like, even with somebody like Homelander... It's like, like I've said, you know, it's like he he's the driving almost villain of the show because he's got, he has to be in constant control. He's, you know, does the shit he does. Um, but there also is like a question to his morality. Like he questions it sometimes. Um, but sometimes his response is doing what he did at the end of the second season. Yes. So it's just like, oh, okay. You know, there is just like, once you're having that, those moments, yeah, they will remind you that the show is what it is. We're here to <laughs> to blow some shit up. <laughs> or just, yeah, or just do it in a way that you're just like, yeah, you didn't, no, I didn't expect that to happen, but okay. Um, Tim, yeah. I got to ask you, we, yeah. we've talked about the violence um, quite a bit. Is there a particular death or means of death that you have, when you saw it, you were just like, yes, that's that's fantastic. That's the one I'm going to hang my hat on for this show. Kind of like John Wick, you know, throwing an axe through somebody's face. Uh, is, did you have a moment in any of this violence, this chaos that, that stuck out to you? Well, for me, there's, there's, man, there's been a couple of things with the deep that I'll say. Yes. Okay. It's like, and those, are, those are the things. Like, you know, I got, you know, the, the, those are moments that I would say I wouldn't want to spoil because no, you know what I'm saying. So, I, I, and you know what I'm talking about. So, absolutely. Um, there, there's a couple of things where it's just like they happen. You're just like, holy shit. Yes, and, and I did say that. Would say that like out loud. I mean, they were like actually like laugh out loud. Holy shit! I can't believe that just happened. Moments that it just totally caught me off guard. Yes. Um. Uh, you know, I don't. Know. So it's like you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, but outside of that, I mean, there hasn't been like any deaths that it's it's being shocked is hard sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Sure. 
We've seen an awful lot in our lives. <laughs> well, yeah, and it, it just a lot of the stuff we watch in general, just it just kind of lends itself to it. Like, seems like it's one thing is constantly try to outshock um, the next. Um, how about you? Is there anything outside of the things that can't be mentioned that? Well, I, we already mentioned it. Um, the the very first person that dies in the show. Sure. Um, when she explodes, um, as a fan of The Flash, you've always stopped and wondered when reading those books through the years, what yeah. would happen if he just collided with someone? <laughs> what would happen to that other person? I mean, that is a full-on freight train versus a cow kind of scenario and and them bastards they they went out and did it <laughs> they said this is what's gonna happen i will say the one that i can throw out there that I won't spoil anything but we can talk about without we don't have to talk about the nature of what's happening in the scene the exploding head scene oh man oh man <laughs> that you know obviously came out of nowhere and you know and even when it happens you're left until the next excellent episode for like any explanation so it was that was one where i was like holy shit what did because even you know characters in the scene were walking looked around like what the fuck is happening right now um so th th those are the best moments yes yeah 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 and then things explode and huey gets something on him most of the time shit blood guts huey is always covered in something he had you know Inc it's say. incredible <coughs> the amount of time huey spends you know wiping something. brain matter off his face when he's just like i'm just gonna stay here <laughs> no nah, man yeah. you gotta go no no <laughs> i live here now oh uh, anyway so yeah i love it man and it, you're you're right they you, you mentioned that about what would happen if he if he ran so this show's not afraid to ask and answer those questions yes Yes, um, absolutely. Such brutality, and it's wonderful. It, it kind of makes me wonder. It's like I was telling Jenny, I was like, man, it makes me wonder what Kripke would have done with Supernatural if it hadn't been on CW. Yeah, if he could have thrown that shit on it's, Amazon or It's HBO. pretty violent at times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> it's just like, like I bet he would have had a lot more fun just ripping up some zombies or some demons and shit on that, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes in the future. Season three I'm has already, they've already got shit underway. The scripts yeah. are done. Um, Ennis posted a picture of episode one script the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, so, I didn't see that. Yep, they, they start filming in early 2021. Cool, so that'll probably hit probably about the same time, I yeah. imagine. Is that, is that about when the first season came out, too? Yeah. All right. What is... I was just looking up uh, Anthony Starr's resume. What he is just anything? fantastic, though. He's so good. Oh, man. Is he... Yeah, I was going to say, he's from New Zealand. He's a beautiful human being. Okay. Banshee. Yeah. He's just one of those... I don't care. Um, I'll say it. He is just a, a handsome man. All right. Handsome, handsome man. Uh, yeah, he, he's really good. Um, 
Let me go back to the cast, and we'll just kind of bounce through these people real quick. Because again, a lot of these people are—they're—they're they're, a lot of these are actors that you're not going to recognize from no. from things. I think the one person outside of Carl Urban, Jack Quaid, he's about to be in a book. I know he's like in the new Scream movie that's being put together. Yeah. Um, Jesse T. Usher, who plays A Train, might be the only other actor you've seen in something. He was Shaft. Yeah, he was in the new Shaft movie with Sam Jackson, and he was also in Independence Day 2 as he played Will Smith's son. So, um, but his character came around on me. A-Train? Yeah. He gets better. Chase Crawford plays the deep. What's that dude from? Let's look. Real Anything? Quick. I don't know. See, that, that's kind of, that's what's kind of refreshing about shows sometimes, man, is they put together a good cast of people that you want to see more, but nobody, you know. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can only see Jason Bateman in so many things, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like kind of the same thing in all these, aren't you? Yes. Um. All right, man. What else you got for me? I think that pretty well covers it, Tim. All right, brother. Well, watch watch the boys. Let us know what you think of it. What's your favorite death? What's been the most shocking thing you've ever seen? How about that? Just what's the most shocking thing that you've seen there? Uh, exploding heads, exploding girlfriends. Lots of things explode. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of things do explode. Get smushed. There's lots of slip sliding around yeah. on blood-covered floors. Kumiko causes a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah it's, fun, it's fun to watch when she gets going. She is an angry little person, and I love it. And I will say, <coughs> as far Ashmore. as finales go, Sean Ashmore pops up. Yeah, dude, he's always fun to watch. He He's from stuff we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was just kind of in the background. I remember the, there was one episode, Jenny was like, was Sean Ashmore in that episode? Or was he just like walking in the background? And I yes. was like, and then his name was in the credits. I was like, oh, he was. And then it, it you know, builds up. Um, but it, it's refreshing. I mean, it, it's, there are some fun filmmakers involved, some fun actors. And again, Amazon Prime is just letting them do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah, man. So. There looks to be no restrictions on on these creative minds. Yeah. It's definitely a lot of fun. It's not for the kids. Nope. It's Thankfully, well, yeah. I mean, you've got a small one. I, I'm in that... I, I'm in the boat now where... I'm telling my kids to watch this crap. Yeah, your kids watch whatever they want. I mean... They're they smart enough to, to deal with it. Yeah. So... But yeah, it's about superheroes, but it's it's not... It's not Captain America. So it is not your. It's not Marvel. It's, it's not, not even not DC. MCU. It's not even Deadpool. No. <laughs> no, Deadpool it, wishes it, it could be this. It basically took Deadpool and goes, "Oh, so they're doing that. Well, that means we can do this now." Yes. That's basically, what happened? We can do the boys now. We can do the boys now. So outstanding, outstanding. All right. Well, talk to us. Follow us on Amazon uh, podcasts. And uh, was it Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Play, Google Play 
And uh, shout out to our host, Potomatic. That's who, that's where we're hosted through. So, yeah. Thanks for following us. I'm on Twitter, Real Tim English. David. DMC Keeper. Follow us. Talk to us. Uh, we'll be back our next episode. I don't know. Thanksgiving's coming up. I'm sure we'll do something fun for that, right? Festive. Oh, we're going to talk about planes, trains, and automobiles for Thanksgiving. Oh, so that's the next week or the week after. So, um, yeah. And we're going to have uh, Jennifer Corbin and her husband will be joining us for that episode. Wonderful. Yeah. So, cool. I don't know how we're going to do it. Taste time. Essential Thanksgiving. Perfect. Hell yes, it is. Perfect way to kick off the holidays. Cool, dude. Well, hooligans, have fun. Wash your hands, wear your mask. See you later. Anything good to say, David? Alright, goddammit. Bye, hooligans. (laughs) 